This spoiler-filled podcast is recorded live, unscripted, and intended for those over 18. Now prepare your ears for the audio stimulation they've been waiting for all day as we step into the spoiler Nice. Uh, what about you, Don? Have you seen the first Simon Hill? Yes, I loved it. I thought mm-hmm. that it was when I think of when I think of beautiful horror, truly beautiful representation of horror. I think of Silent Film, uh, Silent Hill. Yeah, yes. it is. It is just so. It makes nightmares beautiful mm-hmm. and 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 horrific. And I I love my gore. Um, yes, I am a gore whore. My name is Don. Hello. Um, but it is it is the the creatures, the effects are so beautiful. I, I I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think of anything of of anything that stood out more than that, and I just can't. Um, aside from the again the strong female characters, um, sure. and am I really the only person when we think when I think of Alex? Uh, I'm sorry, did you say her name was Alex Creech? Um, Alice Creech. Um, am, am I really the only one that thinks Borg Queen? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and there was a, a movie called Ghost Story that she, she was in, and she was beautiful yes. in that one. Yes, oh, she ghost, was. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes. But super strong female characters and mm-hmm. and super strong female villains loved it. But more, even more than how the strong characters was just the mm-hmm. the cinematography, the design. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Sure. Uh, and uh, what about you, Glenn? Silent Hill. Um, I saw it. I don't really remember much about it. It's been sure. a long time. Um, I saw it. The weekend it opened in the theater, I believe, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it since. Um, I do remember playing one of the video games, uh, and I remember liking that one a lot, but uh, I don't really remember the movie much. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, Scott, what about you, Mr. Davis? I um, was just, as I said, watching it again uh, before I came on here, and I didn't get to finish it again, unfortunately. I had seen it uh a few years ago, I don't think I had watched it in five years. When I did see it, um, it was on my ten best of the year. Nice. Uh, nice. I love this movie. I thought it was, and I I love it basically for all the uh, things that Cole says. I think uh, for pure atmosphere, uh, this film, I mean, anybody who's getting into horror should take a look and take extensive notes about how do they do this? How do they do this? How do they make this beautiful and terrifying and absolutely disgusting at the same time? I mean, and yeah, I mean, they're the things that they show in this, and, and you know, a lot of this might have been from the game. I don't know. I didn't really play the game either. I think I, I think I played like about uh, 10 minutes of the second game and I couldn't figure it out because I don't understand modern gaming. <laughs> I mean, if I'm, it was the same way with Resident Evil. Like when I like I, I had to fo- I had to follow like an instructions online of how to get through it because I made it through the house. When I come from the school of gaming where you just keep moving forward. What do you mean I have to keep going through the house again? You know, so I didn't understand the game. Um, but <laughs> so the Silent Hill movie though to get back to that I I thought this was um, just a beautiful movie. Uh, Rhonda Mitchell 
fantastic actress. Uh, Deborah Cara Unger was creepy as hell. You know, Deb, she was so she was so fantastic in David Cronenberg's Crash as well. Yes, I the love, underrated film. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, uh, and um, I I just felt like this was uh, and you know I've heard people say it's like the game. Some people say it's not like the game. I don't really care because I haven't played the game. But honestly, it does feel like somebody going on a voyage uh, through, like, like yeah. you know, and she's, as he says, a descent into hell. Because she just keep on moving, keep on searching this location, this location, this location. And it's very it, – the, the plot really isn't that um, – Involved. I mean, there's backstory that you find out eventually, and that adds a lot of, oh, that kind of like, you know, opens your eyes a bit. But mostly it relies on scaring you by how mysterious it is. And it's a, it's 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 just a beautifully done film. Christoph Gans is a fantastic director, I think. You know, Brotherhood of the Wolf is a great movie. Uh, oh, you did that? That. Uh, Holy uh, shit. Uh, Crying Freeman, which I don't think was ever released in the United States, was really good. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, he's a good, he's a he's a great director. So I, when I found out he was directing it, and that Roger Avery, who's, I mean, Jesus, let's look at that guy's IMDb credits. Yeah, wrote yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, holy crap, this is gonna be great, and it really was. It was a, a it's a fantastic movie. It's just, uh, it's, it's a. It's one of those unique horror films that I keep on hoping people are going to uh, discover and appreciate on its own terms. Please, God, watch it. <laughs> Upcoming filmmakers need to watch this. I mean, the attention to detail is just incredible. It's, I, I, oh, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Silent Hill, yeah, very atmospheric, a uh, very well-shot horror film. Yeah, so, uh, well, excellent pick there. Everybody's got great picks tonight. Uh, really, I'm enjoying these. You're opening my eyes and selling me on some of these films that I uh, held a little bit of a questionable place with me. So <laughs> I may just have to watch Silent Hill again as well, though I won't be watching Silent Hill Revelations again. Sorry, Paul. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> again, if you, if you don't like the game, then who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed the game. I never played it long enough, in all honesty, uh, to to really get into it. But I want them to make Until Dawn a, a movie because that, it's a great game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard lots of good things about that one. So, uh, and uh, let's move. I want to go to Dawn. Yay! Really? Seriously? I yeah. do. Because we've been talking about favorites, and this is favorites. Oh. Like William, William took, took the one you wanted to talk about, Super Mario Brothers. Oh so let's talk about one that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, my God. Because after that rousing emotional sell for Silent Hill, we need something to, to unload on maybe. John, <laughs> mention the video game movie that you uh, just mentioned here in chat. I, I want to bring it up. I have to. So, yeah, I, I played the video game I, I, which you know, made me a little curious when the movie came out, but even, even when the movie came out, and we're talking blood right here, 
<laughs> she just tosses out. Yeah, well, we're talking blood rain. Right. We're talking about blood rain, that atrocity that Uwe Bull tried to sell us. And apparently made not one, not two, but three movies and a satirical parody uh, and failed. How do you fail at making a parody of your own movie? <laughs> okay. So, you know, with, with the caliber of, and, and I wrote, I, I, I wrote a whole review on all four films and it just, it's crap. It's, it's just crap. With the caliber of, of the cast in this movie, um, you have some of my favorite character actors in here. Michael Madsen, Udo Kier, Meatloaf, Michael Pear, Michelle Rodriguez, Christina Logan, Logan, oh my god, uh, Billy Zane, and the great Ben Kingsley. How can you screw up a movie with that talent? How? It, it, I mean, you have to <laughs> yes. really... Uwe Boll. Oh my god. Uwe Boll is all you have to say with this. <laughs> I was... I was disgusted, disappointed, and then I forced myself to watch the other ones thinking, okay, you know, maybe I didn't give it enough a chance. No, it only got worse from there. Because the in the in the next movie, Blood Rain Two, they got rid of Christina Loken and it just mm-hmm. got worse. Um uh-huh. Oh, oh my God! The second one oh. uh, was Blood Rain versus Vampiric Billy the Kid. Really? Really? <laughs> Who uh, is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, trying to rule the world for vampires through the railroad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had one good thing to say about it was that I liked the musical score. Yes. That was the only, mm-hmm. you know, I try to find something good to say. Wait so the second day. one, oh my God. <laughs> and folks, we, tr- we, we, you, if you've listened to our show for a long time, we do try not to totally shred films. But when you were talking video game movies, I wanted Don to bring it up because this one is like the epitome of, of pain. And, and, and. and Actually, this movie put me in physical pain when I watched it, and I tried to give it a chance. And I've been accused of being soft on films, okay, folks? And and I don't think I am, but in either case, to put it in context, this film made me feel pain. Uh, Pain for Blood Rain. Uh, And the the sequels were even worse. The second one that she mentions, folks, plain and simple, when... The, the actress they got, her arms were shorter than the blades she wielded. So yes. every time she unsheathed her blades, she had two sheaths on the back on her back, where she would sheathe her blades on her uh, hilt on her back. Well, unfortunately, if you actually looked at how long her arms were versus how long her blades were, in real life, she would have never got those blades completely out of their sheath. They would have got like two-thirds and just stopped. So in the film, you never actually see her go into action mode and remove them from her back. No, it's always off camera with a shoot sound, and then suddenly she's armed with the blade. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like, you know, I feel like I never put down other directors. Really, I never, hardly ever do. But if I sat down with this guy, it would be like John Stewart getting an interview from Fox News. <laughs> like, yep. dude, what in you are hurting us? Stop this. 
God. Well, and, yeah. Should we talk? Should we talk about the films about Uva Bowl for a moment? Oh, I mean, this is a video game show. It, well, we, he does a lot just, of them. Just, just to let me quickly finish on on the. Oh on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry yeah. I, no, I, I want. I, what I said, what I had written about Blood Rain, the Third Reich, was. What I was hoping for, what I was really hoping for with uh, several of the same actors from the previous installments of the series, I was hoping for Team Blood Rain versus the Nazis. What I got was Team, team what it was, was Team Blood Rain means Rain and a bunch of sidekicks that keep getting killed. Yeah. Um, the, and, and this one was filmed in tandem at the same time, shot for shot, as Blubberella. <laughs> and both of these two movies when your when your best actor and your most outstanding performance is is the shining star that is Clint Howard you've done something wrong <laughs> I can I can even that like and and now I'm done thank you <laughs> blood rain the first one when I saw it I was like oh look at all these great people and I watched it and I was in pain I'm like you, you've made a, a scene with a very attractive female getting naked very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what the I, first blood rain? Yes. Oh my God! You, are you talking about the love scene? Yes, the quote, that, quote, it was the most. Me- it, oh. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, you've been kind of quiet. Blood rain? Any thoughts with blood rain? Screw you. <laughs> Screw you for even bringing this thing up. <laughs> and well, folks, I, I, I wanted to bring it up, even though this was phased, because if for all the good and entertaining video game movies we've seen, there is a slew of ones that really didn't have any effort put in, and unfortunately many of those have this director's name on them. Well, if I he could, tries. He I really want, does he honestly tries. try. He's he really... Well, here's he believes in... Oh, sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Paul. I was just gonna say, if if you uh, because when 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 I rent these, uh, invariably I always rent every single one because I want to I want to him to prove me wrong that he's, <laughs> but he, he he always succeeds at at proving me right that I I shouldn't watch any more of his films, but uh, he when you listen to his commentaries, what he envisions. Is wonderful. I wish he could make the movie he really wants to make. Because I would watch that. <laughs> hey, well, just give me him describing the film he wants to make for a 90 minute. I, well, that's I mean, why I just jump to the commentary. I don't even watch the film anymore. Oh, his commentaries are great. Yeah. yeah. They're gold. Uh,. I mean, I keep on going back when I was uh, – my first exposure to him, like a lot of people, was um, – even though he had been doing movies for years at that point, was House of the Dead, mm. um, uh, and when I, which I reviewed when I was watching uh, – when I was uh, writing for an editing Horror Express. And um, so I was – I saw House of the Dead, and I was like, Jesus, this is like – I couldn't believe how bad it was. It was amazing to me. I mean, I mean <laughs> – he switches to shots in the movie of people playing of the video game, and I thought that's like making a, a, an adaptation of a novel and switching to somebody turning pages. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, then Alone in the Dark comes out. You can go back to the Horror Express archives and find all these archives of how I just was like rid- rip my 
tear out from the roots over this guy. And Alone in the Dark came out, it was just terrible. Here's the funny thing that happened in the year between Alone in the Dark and Blood Rain, is that I kept listening to all these other people get angry at him, <laughs> and every time he'd get angry, what did he always come out with? He'd always come out with his, listen, you fuckers, you don't understand. I'm the greatest filmmaker in the world. Uh, Kubrick can suck my dick. I mean, he would say not that entirely, but basically that, like that he was the greatest thing. And it, real, it dawned on me, oh, he's fucking with them. <laughs> he's, to, he's doing these movies, and he wants to make good movies, but when he sees the reaction, he's just totally, like, messing with the audience and stuff. So that it came to, by the time Blood Rain came out, I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> and boy, was I look happy that Don brought this movie up. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually like Blood Rain. <laughs> Ouch! I'm glad you like it. I have. I a, am. I'm glad somebody likes it. I have. I, I, I have an autographed poster. Uh, <laughs> and I actually like the video game too. This has again has nothing to do with the video game. The video game is funny Dutch. and bloody, and it's great. Mm -hmm. I actually, it's and up, sexy. And it's the only thing here that I actually love. The love scene in Blood Rain that Mark was bringing up, I was howling in the theater. I loved it. Now, again, here's the thing why I like Blood Rain. Not because it's a good movie. Oh, no. It's because in the year, what, 2005, 2006, this was, like, the first time in 15 years I had gotten to see a canon film on the big screen. And that's how I kind of looked at it, is that it was that cheesy, it was that <laughs> choppy, and it was that inappropriate that it felt like an old canon movie. And there is this scene where she – there's not even a love scene. I mean, it's not – they don't even really have hardly an attraction to each other. But just to put, like, some gratuitous scene is, she's, like, mounts this guy while – holding on to the jail cell bars and the jail cell bars are just going boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it just was like, here's the funny thing though. Last night I actually watched, I mean I'd seen, and then I saw In the Name of the King after that because I said this is my last chance to see one of his films on the big screen. He's never going to get another one on the big screen again. <laughs> and he never did. And I saw that movie and I liked it okay, not as much. I you know, thought, you know, Matthew Lillard gives one of the worst performances ever uh, <laughs> in the name of the king uh, uh, in a theatrical film. Oh. And it was probably the worst performance until Chris Klein the next year in Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Uh, but here's the thing. I watched the director's cut of In the Name of the King last night. That movie is two hours and 42 minutes. Holy. You know, as opposed oh, to the original, my. which was just over two hours. You know what? It's a legitimately good movie. <laughs> I was were there watching... were there drugs involved? No, I was watching this last night. I was yeah. watching this last night, and it felt like a huge epic three-hour canon film and stuff. And yeah, there's problems still. Matthew Lillard's performance is still bad. It's not quite as bad in the director's cut because you can see what he's doing with it. I'm like, okay, it's supposed to be flamboyant and over the top. I get it, and it's even supposed to be humorous. The humor was kind of lost in the theatrical, and I'm like, but I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, I watched all two hours and 42 minutes of that and I thought, this is a good movie! <laughs> um, I, and I'm glad, the reason why I'm glad Dawn was picking this is because this means I don't have to pick in the name of the king for my pick. <laughs> <laughs> because I was about to. Um, and Thank you, Dawn. 
I was a bouncer, and now I get, and now I get okay. to pick something else. But and now I get to pick something else. But, you, know, you watch this movie, and he would get these actors in movies, and he'd get great actors. Yes. But he'd get them in parts that they probably shouldn't be in, just like the old canon films. Example, in the name of the king, we got Ray Liotta. Oh, he's a great actor. Wow, what a find. Should he be playing an evil sorcerer? Oh, holy shit, no. An evil, an evil zoot suit wearing sorcerer. Yes, it was freaking awesome. This, the, no, honestly, in the name of the king, and I know I'm going to get hate for this. I And I, I'm not saying the original trilogy. But in the name of the king, the director's cut anyway, is better than any cut from Peter Jackson's Hobbit trilogy. Oh, okay, I'm not folks. talking Lord of the Rings. I'm talking The Hobbit. I'm talking Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Who Up the Fuck, all that. Um, we, we, break, we take a break in the spoiler room to state that the opinions of the people yeah. on the panel do not reflect the opinions <laughs> of those who are The director's cut of this movie was legitimately good. The, the director's cut. I knew I was going to get shit for this. Is the thing is, like, thank God I don't have to like let this be my last word tonight because the director's cut was legitimately good. Uva Bowl then stopped doing, you know, video game movies, and I wish he would go back to them because I actually liked it when he was fucking with people and doing this instead of trying to make these nihilistic political statements in his <laughs> movie, like he does with a lot of these other things. Oh, uh, because Lord. at least these things I could have some B movie fun. I can't have that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with these movies. But but look, we're talking about the director who managed to take two, and I'm gonna get sexist here for a moment, folks, but he took two very attractive women in, in in Third Reich and had them have a love scene together and had me actually yawn and go, I need some popcorn. <laughs> I'm just going to let this play out. I was like, uh, Maybe by I, the I was, time I, I come was... back, they're going to be done because the only passion I feel here is my popcorn that's burning on the stove. That's the only... Oh, I didn't like the Blood thing. Rain sequels that much. Oh. I thought the third one was, yeah, at best. But, but I mean, I, but the first one and In the Name of the King, I liked. Oh, well, that's great, Scott. I am glad someone enjoyed those films. I will... <laughs> <laughs> you know, In the Name of the King, In the Name of the King, I was all for... Because I'm a huge Dungeon Siege fan. I love that game. The original Dungeon Siege, I've played through five times. Okay? I've never I, played it in my life. I've actually played through that game five times. There's a great, rich story. Didn't play through the expansions and all that as yeah. much, but the original, I just loved the gameplay in that. So when they said they were doing this, I'm like, okay, I was not familiar at the time with the director. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the like, Statham, and I saw the, the trailer, and I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. Ray Liotta plays a magician that shows up in a in a suit, a, su a modern <laughs> suit. It's everybody like else is dressed. Everybody like else is dressed show. like Victorian, you know, old school fantasy. And Ray Liotta looks like he stole the Joker's wardrobe from Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's not in a modern suit, but I mean, he's like in he. But he's like, yeah, he's in like def, I mean, it's he's in like, slacks and a suit coat and a, 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 a leather, le leather trench, like a leather trench yes. coat. Yeah, 
Hell, I think part of the reason he chose, chose the movie is so he could keep those clothes. I think so, too. <laughs> I'd do it for that. <laughs> so, Uwe Boll, as you can tell, there's some people that love some of his films, and most people hate all of his films. Yeah. Uh, so, there, you might find some gems. I, I am guilty of enjoying one of his films. It wasn't a comic book. It was a, vi- a, a movie based off a video game. I apologize. It was Postal. Of course. I of enjoyed, course. I enjoyed Postal. So did I. I, I li- everything except for everything except for Chris Coppola in it. I Postal, liked uh, that movie. Postal, folks. There was a video game called Postal, and Uva Bull made a movie on it that was like not ba- really any resemblance of it at all. And somehow I watched it, and I go at the end of that film, I was like. Damn it, I liked it. <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't think it was phenomenal, but I was like, I was totally expecting to hate it, and I did it. So Postal was one of the Uva Bowl video game films that uh, was just, yeah. But also, also the only also the only chance uh, that I know of of seeing Dave Foley's cock on film. Yes, because that was the selling point for and me. And Joe, oh, I, that should have been the poster. <laughs> I do believe that was the subtitle of Postal. Postal, <laughs> Dave Police Cock, the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, thanks, Don, for bringing up Blood Rain because, man, that had to, had to get some of that out there. Just had to get that out there. <laughs> and so, <laughs> happy to oblige. Happy to oblige. Let, let's go with uh, Scott for the evening, Scott. So finally, so finally, I get to pick a movie that some people actually like. <laughs> so my pick is going to be actually a pretty obvious one: Resident Evil. Excellent. Nice. Resident Evil. Uh, and I have Fun. played the first game. I have not. I have to admit, I have not played the other games mainly because I have a PlayStation that I got five years after PlayStation came out. I and it only worked sporadically, so that's my my excuse there. <laughs> <laughs> but I did play through the first game, uh, and this movie came out, and I had mixed feelings towards seeing the movie, and I will not say why because I think it's going to because I want to because I know that the film person who directed it might have something to do with one of our other choices, people who's choosing tonight. Um. And uh, Mila Jovovich stars in this movie. She wakes up with no memory at the it, it, in this like seemingly looks like a mansion. She discovers that this is just the top floor of a massive, massive, massive uh, structure that all goes underground like a big bioweapons thing, the Umbrella Corporation, and that they've there's this canister that's been broken up, and now people are all freaking zombies and stuff. Um, basically, that's the long and short of it. And she's trying to figure out like what the memory is as like these commandos come in, and she's helping out the commandos try to fight the zombie dogs and everything else. And then we find out what happens. This film has an energy to it uh, that is really amazing. Now, the other there's of course everybody knows this movie and knows that there's been. I think, what, five movies so far? The sixth and final one is about to come out soon? Yes, I do believe, yeah. Yes, you are Um, correct. And um, so naturally people know at least of these movies, and they know that the tone is not always the same in the movies. Sometimes the tone is, 
you know, it slows down a bit, explains more and stuff like this. This first one is just this frantic, kinetic energy throughout the whole thing. And I actually like all the movies in the series. Uh, but this first one it remains a, a very interesting one. I thought it was I thought it just delivered on so many great thrills. It was just it was just what's around this next corner? It's a zombie. There's fighting. There's like it's not real. They're not almost not really horror films. They're more horror action films. They, especially they are, this, yeah. Especially this first like and, and that kind of got started in this first one. And they're horror action films. And I really appreciate that. It has a loads of exploitation value for a major studio motion picture. Mm-hmm. There is sex and violence in this movie. There is, you know, you get to see Mila's little Mila, <laughs> which I was happy about in the theater. I was like, oh my god! Because I was very lonely. And, <laughs> and so it's very lonely. Like, oh my god, thank god, you know, years after Return of the Blue Lagoon finally happens. Um, <laughs> but I actually think Mila Jovovich is a good actress, and it was kind of fun to see her after all the, you know, Joan of Arcs and everything else uh, to just kind of shed this and um, and it become this kick-ass action heroine and stuff uh, for a little bit. And I just thought, I think, I mean, there's not much to say about it other than that they are fun, fun movies, especially this first one. And honestly, I did not think that this director was capable of making a movie that I would enjoy this much. So <laughs> I really enjoy Resident Evil. Nice. And, uh, uh, Cole, what about you, Resident Evil? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those movies I think is just fine. I can't badmouth it. Uh, it <laughs> it's not what I would have done with the concept. You know, I played the video game, you know, more than a handful of times. Uh, but again, as Dawn said, you have to separate yourself from, <laughs> from the source material. Uh, you know, I really, I enjoy Eric Mabius. Uh, you know, I was a hardcore Crow fan for a while, as I'm sure... You guys know, and um, when mm-hmm. the third Crow film was coming out, I watched you know everything he'd ever been in. I don't think this had been out at the time, uh, but certainly Black Circle Boy was. Um, he he is underrated, and if you look into some of his lesser known movies, uh, he he's got an energy there, yeah, a really dark, introspective energy that that's awesome. Uh, I didn't, uh, ironically, I didn't enjoy the third Crow film that much, although it had its okay moments, but not worthy of the title. Uh, but I, I liked him. I liked uh, the cast. The rest of the cast was good. I liked some of the sequences. Um, the action was good. I think, like Scott said, it was more of an action movie than a horror movie. The best of the series to me is, uh, I, I believe it's the third one that takes place mostly in daylight in the mm-hmm. desert. Yeah, it's a good one. I really enjoyed that one just because it I it, it was like watching a zombie western or something. I, I liked it. Um but you know, Resident Evil is fine. I mean there's some sequences I, I'll never forget. I'll never need to watch the movie again. You know, I I don't think I'll ever, you know, rent it from Amazon or, or watch it again, but I Man, you know, as you know, as a t- if I was a teenager and I I found that on some dusty DVD shelf, I would have a fine time for sure. <laughs> and uh, Don, what about you in a Resident Evil? I like the series. I think it's a solid series. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of action. Um, 
I liked, I, I wasn't really, a, uh, I didn't really play the games. I know of the games. I know some of the storyline of the games. Um, and I know that, let's see, Alice was actually created. The character Alice was, if I, and this is something that I just realized um, not that long ago, that Alice wasn't actually in the original video games. It was Jill who shows up in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jill Valentine. Yeah, but, but I like I like what they did with it. I like the whole inter- introduction to uh, Nemesis. Uh, I really liked Eric Mobius's character. Yeah. I like the the whole I liked the whole mystery going on. Mm-hmm. And this is probably this was the first movie that I actually liked Michelle Rodriguez in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so, you, wait, so you're saying you didn't like her in Blood Rain? I'm saying I didn't like her in pretty much anything I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Paul, what about you, sir? I definitely did like this movie. Uh, I, I love the aspect of them having the Alice character. At first I thought it was out of place, and then I thought about it more, and about the Red Queen and tying that into like an Alice in Wonderland type thing. I thought that was actually creative, and, and because it added to the game, I was okay with that little change. Uh, and I love the series overall because they, they start introducing more and more um, elements of, of the games that I, I know. It's like, oh, yeah, I know where that's from. Oh, I know where that's from. And, oh, that's interesting. And so and then on top of that, the movies build on top of what's also in the previous movies, which is nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the first movie I thought still had the best story, had the best characters. Uh, I loved how the characters interacted. It actually did make me feel I felt for the characters, you know. When when they got injured, I actually felt sorry for them. Uh, when the certain people got bit, I didn't care for I, – I was okay with that too because I thought they were total joysticks. Um, so, yeah, uh, totally, totally liked this movie, and uh, I'm glad the series keeps going and going. Well, of course, it'll end. Uh, but I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the series. It's definitely one of the genres. It's the survival horror genre that I like. Um, I would love to see them take... There's a game called Outbreak, which I wish they would do more into that, where you had more average people instead of these these like super uber-trained people that can like shoot everything and kill everything with, with their fingertips, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I would just like to see ordinary people trying to run away from from the the T virus type zombies. But anyways, that's all I have to say about this film. Yeah, with for me, I think what I was I was expecting something a little bit different cuz I was a big fan of the original film because it was so cheesy B horror spirit. Mm. You know, it this was before it was real trendy. So, you know, the fact that a game managed to capture that spirit of the B zombie films so well from the overacting of the characters to the, you know, the, the, and it launched the survival horror genre as well. And when I saw this, I liked Mia, and I enjoyed the film well, well enough, but I didn't see it, you know, it didn't feel quite like the game. And again, the whole separation is, as we've been, the mantra tonight, separation of yourself from source material, very tough when uh, you've got something that you really love. Yeah. You know, and for me with Resident Evil, I, I just loved that's what, you know, they got into this. And I will say I enjoyed the I enjoy the earlier films better than the later films in the Resident Evil franchise. And for me, the third one was my favorite. 
Yeah. It, it still is my favorite. Yeah, man. It, there's just something about the first one was okay. I'm like, okay, this is an interesting concept. I like where they're going. Second one, I was like, now you guys are just trying too hard to tie this into the third game that just had come out uh, at around the same time the movie did, uh, you know, with the big nemesis guy. But then we get into three, and I, I really enjoyed three. I thought it was not just a decent uh, Resident Evil film, but a decent post-apocalyptic film. Yes, brother. You, you know, it, for me, that's what I enjoyed about it. It it, it grabbed that that spirit of post-apocalypse, you know. And then the last one, the last two, they were getting more and more like a video game as far as direction and story goes. Uh, and I didn't quite care for that, considering how strong the stories and such started out and as little more horror elements. By now, as it's been mentioned, they're more of action horror and more action than horror, in all honesty. Um, you, you know, the way the franchise has gone. So I, I will see the last film because uh, the completionist in me, plus it's Mia. So uh, I'll watch her in anything. <laughs> I'm a big fan of hers. I think she is a talented actress. and But I really think the third one in the Resident Evil movie franchise is the strongest. But the first one did start it all, and it was a bold uh, approach to the uh, game and to the film. So uh, that is a that is a great choice there, uh, <laughs> Scott. I, I do like I do like that choice. Plus, you know, involved zombies and horror. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there you go. And Mia. So that's all you really need. Uh, uh, I know we're going late here, so uh, we're just going to wrap it up here quick with mine. I'll drop it quick. Mm -hmm. For me, we've mentioned a lot of them tonight, and the one that I'm mentioning now is the same director that directed Resident Evil and actually a couple other decent films after it. And I'm talking <laughs> about Mortal Kombat, or should I say... <laughs> Now, I just watched it tonight with Honorable Son number one and Honorable Son number two again. And they got done with it, and they had a lot of critics. They had a lot of opinions, especially my oldest. Um, he did say he enjoyed the last half of the movie more than the first half, but I, the story follows pretty much the video game. And that's one of the things why I enjoy about it, first and foremost, is where we talk about the separation of material, here they pretty much followed the exact storyline of Mortal Kombat. Uh, the, the, if you ever watch the original Mortal Kombat stand-up, if any of you ever go to a museum and find it, you'll see my name written on one of them. But anyway, um, no, but if you go to them, each character had a little storyboard about the background of them, which you hadn't really seen before, much less a, a fighting game like this. And so then they came out with the movie, which came out after Mortal Kombat 2 uh, came out. And they took the characters, and they took that backstory, and they basically made live-action versions of the video game, which is odd because the video game touted itself with the rendering of live-action people playing the characters. <laughs> but they didn't get the same people from the video game for the movie. Uh, and basically we've got our humans uh, going to a, a area where they can fight in mortal combat with other folks, both uh, magicians and spirits and such. And he who... Uh, it, and they're basically preventing this evil bad guy, Emperor, from coming into the Earth realm. 
because the idea is there's all these realms and uh, you're basically fighting to save Earth from being taken over uh, by these bad guys. And that's the same story that was in the, in the video game. So, you know, to go from that and you say, okay, they're doing Mortal Kombat and you check it out and you're like, holy crap, this is the live-action version of the video game. That's one of the things that I love about it was it's their attempt to be as close as possible to the video game. Now, uh, what also I enjoy about it is the production design, the costumes that they get. Scorpion looks like Scorpion should live action. You know, Sub-Zero looks like Sub-Zero. And the casting they got as well. All the characters, I thought, were cast really well in this film. They they picked... They didn't... This was one of those, and I, I wondered if you guys agree, that this is a, a, one of those where they didn't go for a big name necessarily for most of their casting. Uh, they went with people who looked like the characters. Uh, and I, I think we can agree with that. I know this movie doesn't sit well with many people. so Except for um, Raiden. Raiden didn't look like he should. Well, <laughs> if, well, well Raiden uh, was Christopher Lambert, which was the only thing that was really a name. That's why I, yeah, that's yeah. why I said most, most of the yes, cast exactly. was was cast to look, except for Raiden. He was I the like, big. I like Christopher Lambert, but the thing yeah, is, I I yeah, I was gonna say I enjoyed his Raiden, and I think they yeah. picked him because of his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he looked like he was just having fun with this character <laughs> as the God of Thunder. I mean, you know oh. the. He'd make a statement and then he'd giggle. Yes, yep. Yep. he actually giggled. Yeah. <laughs> he does that whole thing. <laughs> he does that Lambert uh, a laugh, you know, like when he's talking about, you know, uh, oh, you're only, you know, you're only fighting to save your entire planet from being enslaved or whatnot. And then he just goes, <laughs> and then he looks and he goes, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, I mean, he had he had some comedic element, but the settings and everything. My sons did at least agree with that. That um, the settings they felt like they were from the video game, and this was back before we still had the 3D rendering of environments. So you still only had the flat 2D side scrolling fighting, but it felt like the environments you saw in the video game, and the characters looked like the characters from the video game. Even Goro. We have Goro in here, who's this huge animatronic four-armed beast. That, and he was a four-armed beast in the video game. And here, nowadays, sure, he looks a little hokey, but it was impressive what they came up with for his, to, to accomplish, to actually do that. I mean, you know, the fact that they went ahead and did this film alone is impressive, plus trying to get as accurate as possible. <laughs> my, my one complaint, and the same complaint my boys had with it, well, two of them really is, most of the fight scenes aren't that fast fight scenes. They're over fairly quick, uh, but the, the, the fight choreography in them isn't the best. But I think they were trying to go for that feel of the original video game, which if you looked at one and two Mortal Kombat... When you could take out a guy by leg sweeping him for the whole, you know, <laughs> round, you know. But the f- two fights at the end, especially the fight between Liu Kang and Reptile, fantastic fight. And so my boys liked uh, that that fight, but they thought the fighting was a little bleh. And I will admit, the lack of strong female character, what they did to Sonya, my kids disliked. And mm. and this is what made my boys 
uh, my my wife very proud of my boys were they were complaining about how they never really developed her in a strong character outside of from the beginning uh but okay but that's my rant on Mortal Kombat. On the whole, I, it's probably my favorite video game movie, if nothing else for the fact that they tried their darndest to replicate the video game in the live-action film, and I think they accomplished that. Uh, Paul, what do you think with Mortal Kombat? Did you hate it? I know a lot of people dislike this movie. Oh, no, I liked it. I, mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought the humor in it was great. Uh, I loved the three main actors, the three heroes. Sure. Uh, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade. I thought those those guys acted well together. Uh, you do add in uh, Christopher Lambert, and I thought it was a, it was a great team up. Uh, I thought the villains were fantastic. The scenes were great. Uh, but uh, again, there were a few elements of it I didn't like. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually did enjoy the fighting though, because uh, a lot of movies when they're when when they're fighting, it, I get I get lost. And right. this movie, I didn't get lost because it. Well, maybe because it happened so quickly. Uh, well, no, but they were directed well. It is something yeah. I noticed in here while watching it. You get a lot of wide and medium shots. You don't have a whole lot of close-up. Hey, what the heck is he exactly. hitting? Exactly. And and uh, there's the, the especially the one scene where uh, a scorpion is fighting um, J- uh, Johnny uh, in that one wooded area. Oh yeah, that was fantastic! It would just look like it went on forever and ever, and it was it was so neat. Well, the environments they came up with were you know they really tried their hardest. Whoever their was location scout was for the film needed to get some kudos because they picked places and made places look. Like ripped right from the video game. Uh, Don, Don, what about you with Mortal Kombat? You said you you watched it again, and uh, what about you? Your your kind of feelings on it? It was okay. Um, I like the second one better, probably because. Um, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know that's not a popular opinion. Um, probably because when um, God, when my kids were born. Or when my older son was about four or five years old, he discovered the song, oh, wow. Mortal, Mortal Kombat theme song. And uh, he saw, but he happened to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation on the TV. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, I saw it just from sheer repetition of seeing it and listening to the song. Um, I, and, and the, happy memories of, of my child dancing around pretending to be Luke Chang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there was that. Um, I and, and then also I hadn't seen it for a long time, so I had merged the two movies together. Um, and, by, and with that, I thought the um, second movie, mm-hmm. Sonya's character was developed quite a bit more. It, she was, she was, and and she was taken out, and then maybe they heard the criticism from the first one because they yeah. really turned her character from this badass cop in the first one to a damsel in distress. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the, again, the the locations and and the scenery was was wonderful in in this, um, and the fight and action scenes were were really good. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Lambert, yeah. How can um, you not like Christopher Lambert? <laughs> I do like Christopher Lambert, but he's, you know, he was he was almost manic with his with his 
you know, cheesy one-liners and the giggling and, you know, I don't know what he was, if he was trying to be this way with his voice, but in this movie more than any other movie that I've, I've watched him in, he sounded like an 80 year old, a crazy cackling 80 year old woman. (laughs) (laughs) The fate of billions will depend on you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's, I don't know. I like him. I loved him in a lot of movies. I liked it the way he did it. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe I'm just being negative, overly critical. Well, see, I, and I loved that part of it for him being like that because he's this ancient, supposed to be this ancient, uh, God, you know, Well, then maybe he is supposed to be crazy. I can deal with that. So he's this ancient Lord of thunder. And so here he is. he, he, He is off his rocker. You know, I I think he totally is meant to be off his rocker in this. And again, he's just having fun. Cole, what about you with uh, Mortal Kombat? Well, well, uh, what year was it released again? 95, I want to say. 95. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, as you guys stated, this is a Paul Anderson movie? Is that right? Yeah, yes. yeah Paul, Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, you, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I, I uh, Just backtracking here because I know I, I actually remember loving this film. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can say this. Uh, it definitely appeased the fan base. Um, as, you know, as, as I've said earlier in the show, I, I've done a bit of living, and I, you know, I... <laughs> I've hung out with many different uh, uh, groups of people, the hippies, the goths, the gamers, everybody, because I love everybody. I, I, I like people. And um, the gamers were impressed by this movie. People, you know, when I go over and, and watch people play Mortal Kombat, I played it a couple times myself. Um, but the people who own this game and played it loved it. I went to it with with different groups of people on, on two separate occasions and – I remember liking it. I will say, to me, as just as an onlooker, the violence was toned down from what it was in the games. <laughs> yes. Um, and that yes. kind of struck me as odd. But now that I know it's that director, which is why I asked, it makes sense. Um, you know, he talked this bullshit about, I'm coming out with an R-rated Alien versus Predator on DVD. Look for it. And it was literally one drop of blood floating <laughs> down Lance Hendricks. <laughs> literally. So um, I I do think um, you know I do think he is a, a, a talented man, but you know I do think he's probably um, boy I'm I'm just not gonna say any more, but I will say uh, about the film that I do remember liking it and, and uh, I thought it served its purpose. Certainly, all my all my friends who played that game loved it. Uh, many of whom I'm in contact with actually. Uh, my my girlfriend and I just went to a, a camping outing a week and a half, two weeks ago, and and uh, my buddy Andy brought up that game, brought up that movie. Um, <laughs> you know, do you remember the time? So um, <laughs> it certainly was a movie of its time and place. I haven't watched it since, kind of like Final Fantasy, which came out much later. Right. Um, I do also remember, though, honestly, re- just thinking, and again, I'm coming off my Bruce Lee, Brandon Lee craze, which would have been. 1994 was when The Crow came out, so I was very critical. But I do remember thinking the fight scenes were American, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we've upped our game since then, for sure. 
Uh, but I do remember thinking, ah, oh, geez, you know, if only uh, some somebody with some balls had been di not directing, but somebody with some balls had been behind the action scenes, give it a little bit more oomph. Um, I don't know what it was rated, but I remember it as a very PG movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it, PG. it was. Totally. Yeah. I well, I like it. I, you know what? I'm just talking to talk to give a review, but no, I remember true. loving the film, and certainly in my little Midwestern world, it appeased the fans that played the game, for sure. Um, I thought I'd read somewhere, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I had read somewhere that Brandon Lee had been supposed to, uh, had been slated to star in, in uh, Mortal Kombat. Wow, really? I, 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 I read online. I read on the IMDb that he that he was. I'm not sure. Wow, crazy. I, and, and again, I don't I don't know that it was on IMDb, but I don't remember where it was. So that's why I said well, correctly. IMDb is for sure unreliable. Um, yeah. But I, I I personally am not privy to that information. Then again, I'm not like this Brandon Lee freak, you know, just because I think he's <laughs> freaky. Um, I love Rapid Fire and The Crow, but I, I feel like the man would not want me going through his life with a razor tooth comb. Well, um, so I, I, I don't know that information, but damn, that would have been awesome. Holy shit. You, you bring up The Crow, and here's what's interesting, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, and I think this is a good way to kind of bookend it, is the fact of, like this film or hate it, the soundtrack to this film, just like the soundtrack to... The Crow, and the soundtrack to a number of other films in the mid-90s, a lot of times the soundtracks became more popular than the movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in yes. this case, Mortal Kombat, that song. Now, I've got it here. I, I, I don't have the camera on, but I have the original score for this movie by George S. Clinton. Yes, George S. Clinton did the soundtrack to it, and I thought it was very... I remember him from Brain Scan, actually. It's yeah. Yeah. And he did the score to it, which came out, like, later, way later, because what they originally released was just the soundtrack, the, the vocal soundtracks to it, and there's a lot of, like, the grunge and alternative-type music on here. You had KMFDM on here with Juke Joint Jezebel, which is fantastic. You know, uh, Psychosonic in here is Unlearned, Gravity Kills. You got a Tracy Lord's track on here. And of course, Utah Saints doing that ever popular Mortal Kombat theme. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then you had songs, of course, because they needed to fill out the album with songs that were bonus tracks not featured in the film. <laughs> and many of those were uh, more like closer to death metal type or, you know, very dark metal songs. But the soundtrack to this is really great. I, wa I was listening to it again today, and at least half of it is just awesome stuff and the score was really fitting and then I even have the original Mortal Kombat album which was released in 94 that has uh, some cheesy techno tracks all based off of the original Mortal Kombat uh, characters uh, don't know how I got this actually but um, <laughs> so I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan early on uh, in life, so I, that's another thing was uh, just the film appealed to me, you know, and looking at it again, some of the effects don't hold up, but some of them do 
you know, but on the whole, I think this is an entertaining film, and for what they were trying to attempt, especially back in 95, you know, with it, and the, 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 I thought they accomplished what they were set out to do, which is give you the feel of a live-action version of the video game. Unlike Super Mario Brothers, which gave you an alternative feeling of the game, uh, though it did have the booster boots, you know, and then you get Silent Hill, which kind of was in between, which was giving you the feel of the video game and following the story, but also giving you a little bit maybe extra. Uh, They're all over the board when it comes to movies based off of video games. And I think Dawn said it best, and it's been our mantra all night, I think to really kind of appreciate what people do in some of these movies, you do have to separate yourself from the source material, especially with these, because realize the video game, as I think Cole might have mentioned it, uh, you've spent hours upon hours with these characters and this story that's supposed to play out over many, many gameplay hours. And you want to try to take that and put it into a 90-minute film? You're going you're gonna to lose some things in translation. But in the end, as long as you come out entertained, that is the most important part. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, it's really late. Let's go down the line, pimp your stuff really quick. I just want to say thank you again to our crew for staying late and, and having this very interesting discussion. It's opened my eyes, and I'm going to have to revisit a few films, I think. So, uh, Cole, why don't you go ahead first and uh, pimp your stuff, sir? Right on. Thank you, Mark. Um, I'm on Facebook currently, uh, Cole Meredith, M-E-R-E-D. I T H or uh, horror roar uh, R O A R not horror 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 roar. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see some of my fan art or uh, the, our production company's page is Shadows and Lovers Productions and we've got an exciting uh, film on the way. Very exciting and I just want to say quickly I uh, mentioned uh, the terms hippies and goths and gamers. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I just want to say to all of my friends that I still know, I, I did not mean to put any of you in a group. I just love all of them, and uh, none of them seem to get along. So that's, that's <laughs> where I, was from. I was coming from a place of love. So. Sure. Thanks for having me, Mark. This was oh, awesome. Glad to have you here. And uh, Don, why don't you go ahead? Um, you can find me at intheaudience.com. Fantastic. I mean. Holy cow, I totally said my website wrong. Audience.net. I was going to say .net. Uh, wow, I'm think, I've, I've, I don't know what I'm thinking tonight. Earlier today, oh, I it, 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 it was the whole blood okay. rain thing. The blood <laughs> rain, blood rain caused her to have a seizure, and then she, she forgot her website Good name. Good Lord. So. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Paul, what about you, sir? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Mark. Uh, I can be found in a different castle. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, you can find can me on Facebook, it? Twitter, and uh, WordPress at Forsaken Film Reviews. Damn it! I jumped all through that freaking water only to find you're in another castle. Screw it. Go, go take off with Daisy. With or what's her name? The other one, the brunette. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long day. Scott, what about you, sir? Why don't you go ahead and pick this up? Uh, yeah, if I ever get around to it, you can catch me at uh, moviocrity.com where I can hopefully uh, update that site pretty soon. Who knows? It'll happen. <laughs> uh, moviocrity.com is where you can find me. Uh, also, uh, check out vimeo.com slash channel slash moviocrity. And you can catch it, all the old episodes of my uh, web series, which I hope to have new episodes of shortly. Awesome. And uh, Glenn had to drop out tonight uh, early, but you can catch his stuff, Naked Hobo Productions. If you go to YouTube, you can catch out his B-Movie Bunker reviews, as well as some of his great shorts that he's produced, uh, short films as well. So check out Naked Hobo Productions. And also I think you can find him in Twitter at... Uh, NH uh, Productions or Naked Hobo Productions. So check out his. And William Holt had to drop out as well. We thank him for joining us. Uh, you can find links to all these fantastic people's material and even some stuff if you're interested in mine at specialmarkproductions.com. Uh, you can find links there to our archive for the spoiler room where we have our old episodes. You can find my f recent Final Cut reviews, stuff I do for We Live Film, and much much more. So go to specialmarkproductions.com for that. Also, we are now on Twitter, Spoiler Room. It is sp at Spoiler Room, uh, PDSC, uh, I think it is. Yes, <laughs> no, CS, sorry. It's at Spoiler Room, P as in Paul, D as in David, C as in Cat, S as in Sam. So Spoiler Room Podcast on Twitter. Like us there. Follow us where you can catch the updates for the show as well. You can email us at spoilerroom.smp at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes. Make sure you like and rate us and comment. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this long episode and hope you gave you some food for thought or at least add to your must-watch list for video game movies. Thank you so much for tuning in, and as always in the spoiler room, the conversation is fresh, but the movies are definitely spoiled. <laughs>